0: Welcome back, everyone, to Revved Up for Sunday. We're here on the preparing for the third week of Advent. And once again, just when you thought it was going to be all about Mary and Joseph at some point, it's still John the Baptist. We have John the Baptist, the firebrand, preaching today his, his first and I think only sermon in the book of Luke. So he is the voice crying in the wilderness. And today we hear what he said. <laughs> Shall we read? Mm. Okay. Luke uh, chapter 3, verses 7 to 18. John said to the crowds that came out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruits worthy of repentance. Do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the ax is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree therefore that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And the crowds asked him, what then should we do? In reply, he said to them, whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none. And whoever has food must do likewise. Even the tax collectors came to be baptized and they asked him, teacher, what should we do? He said to them, collect no more than the amount prescribed for you. Soldiers also asked him, and we, what should we do? He said to them, do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusation, and be satisfied with your wages. As the people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear the threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. So with many other exhortations, he proclaimed the good news to the people the gospel of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God.
0: Now, I didn't introduce ourselves, so I'm Rev. Elizabeth Garnsey. I'm
1: uh, Peter Walsh. And Justin Crisp.
0: Welcome. So, uh, which one of you wants to take the first stab?
1: Well, I'll take the first stab and say, I um, don't quite know what to do with this passage. Um, And when I don't know what to do with a passage, I go to my favorite theologian, Hans Ursula Balthasar, to see what he has to say. And he actually says very little about this passage, so he wasn't incredibly helpful. Uh, But what he – so perhaps he doesn't know what to make of this passage either. I'd
2: like to think
1: that. Yeah. uh, What he does say, though, is that um, there are really two figures of – two, like, transition figures from the Old Covenant to the New Covenant – uh, the relationship established between God and Israel, which continues, right, but which Jesus then expands to include all of the world and all of humanity. Uh, and these are John the Baptist on the one side and Mary of Nazareth on the other, oh, Jesus' wow. mother. And so you get these two different, uh, two different like icons of expectation in the season of Advent, Mary mm. and... John. And I have to say, I kind of wish that this was like that we were on to the Mary Sunday, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't mind John, don't get me wrong, but two weeks of John once, I mean, (laughs) twice in a row. It's like it's it's like having a really bitter drink. Or like I, I don't know, so I like I like a really heavy duty IPAs, uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. with with lots and lots of hops. But the thing about a really hoppy beer is you can only drink so much of it, right? Uh, it's not a great session beer, as it were, because mm-hmm. the hops are just so bitter and they fill your mouth and they coat your mouth and anyway, you just get tired of it after a little while. And I feel like John the Baptist is sort of like that too, mm. but. If you think about Mary to the one side and John to the other, Mary and John are both expecting Jesus. They're people who've been looking for Him, and Mary has her own version of of this sermon, right? In my the Magnificat, my soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, and so on. Which will uh, I, I can't remember when in the lecture. Perhaps it comes up next week um, as an alternate for the for one of, for mm-hmm. the psalm. Um, but in any case, John is f- full of just. That same expectation. Uh, the question is, what does he want out of Jesus? And he, you know, he seems to want something quite radical. He wants the even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees there, right? So something radical, right at the root. He wants the winnowing fort to be in his hand and to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary and all of that, he wants something quite radical and transformative, and so does Mary, just in a different mode. And so when I feel mm. like, when I feel like um, uh, John the Baptist is too hoppy for me, I try to remind myself that he has the same spirit, he has the same heart of someone who I do connect with quite intuitively, namely Mary, Jesus' mom. It's just that he's articulating his expectations, his hopes for his people, his hopes for himself in a, in a different way than, than Mary does.
2: Well, well, I should have gone first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not at all where I thought we were headed here. I, I really, I really like that, and I kind of get a kick out of the Don Balthazar didn't touch much of it. Um, that I, that also means a lot to me. I, you know, this question of let's talk about expectation. I think that's a, I think that's a really good place for us to begin. And and you know, his voicing and what you do with his uh, his voicing. I mean I'm a c i am aii hate to say this but I kinda like pale ale. I just don't I
1: don't really I don't know the hops.
2: I I mean all that hop <laughs> no no I'm okay with that. But after a while, you know, I feel like I just had a whole meal and I you mm. know, and it's a little bit too much for me um and so what we have here you know he is you pointed out before we started which is one we really ought to begin before we start uh his first (laughs) words are you brood of vipers so it's like hey you know he doesn't say welcome good morning it's so great you're all here you know you know Uh, it's like you brood of vipers then he ends with you know he proclaimed the good news to the people and i'm like this is exactly the type of preaching that i hate (laughs) Uh, uh, and and i don't uh, and And I uh, you know for years, I would hear this, and I' would go, "Oh man, uh, you know, so what about expectation in the midst of all that? I would say that there are some things when you peel this back that are really, really brilliant in its expectations i mean you 've mm-hmm. got the you 've got the, the the unquenchable fire and the, the 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 granary and all this sort of thing, and for me, I think the things that are that are beautiful about this are uh that that they the people who came to them they were undaunted by the brood of vipers, all the vipers mm-hmm. that came were like. Okay, what do you want us to do, right? That they, <laughs> they, they, they just—it's almost like they took his brood of vipersness and said, "Okay, we got you. You want to be serious? We get that. Now, what do you want us to do?" And that, for me, it's the personalized elements to this which are really touching, and it's and mm-hmm. like, so if John came to us, and he sat down, and he goes, oh, wow, it's the three clergy from St. Mark's Episcopal Church in New Canaan, Connecticut, the usual brood of clerical viper, right? Uh, <laughs> what am I going to say to these people?
0: Just garden snakes. Like, just, yeah. just your basic just just garden, <laughs> <face of laughs> garden
1: snakes. We're less interesting than vipers.
2: Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, like, and, and he would go on, and you say, well, what am I supposed to do? And he says to you mm-hmm. what you're, and then to you and to me, what are we to do? And I, I think that that's, the, that's John at his best being personal. And then mm. And then, but John's Best, best comes with uh, you know, not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals, and John's mm-hmm. humility. These are my favorite parts of the passages: personalization, the humility, mm-hmm. and all the stuff about the granary and the and the, the threshing floor and all that stuff. I'm well. I leave that to you to pick that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: well, his his his. I guess we can call it a sermon. You know, he's preaching to these people yeah, it's um, a sermon. as all the great prophets in the style of all the great prophets, and you brood of vipers this, um doesn't really have an old testament parallel. Mm. But, you know, I think he's speaking to people who were or among this crowd, there were notorious evildoers, you know, sort of extortionists and peop mm. the tax collectors and the soldiers, the sol- these soldiers in particular, I've read, um, probably worked for Herod, you know, like mm. Herod's mercenaries, oh, not Roman soldiers, but they were <laughs> poorly paid and, you know, maybe expected to pad their income with whatever conniving they could get away with and um yeah. so you know their reputations were known and i'm interested that john was living out in the wilderness and yet he's so savvy about the way life is um, mm. in yeah. the, in the city and stuff and um he knows his people and it's also interesting maybe to like you know pull the camera way way back to today and think of the, all the church history and the way churches have divided and you know picked their camp whether they're the kind of judgment church, um, turn right. or burn, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, or they're the turn or
2: co- burn. Oh, that's, that's 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 really got that's to be the new banner that's for action on the that of the
0: church. Turn
2: or Turner. burn, well, well, Saint Mark's Mark, Episcopal Mark Mark Church. church. <laughs> yeah, turn or burn. It's
0: only one third of his sermon, and then he's yeah. got you know the compassion gospel, share all you have, and, mm, nice. and that theme yeah, really yeah. carries through all the way to Acts, um, where you know the. Right. It, I even wrote, I even copied these passages because they're so beautiful, and you know, it's the same writer, but. The, the mark of the church was this sharing, this compassion in oh, acts as yeah, nice. all who believed were together and had all things in common, they would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need day by day, they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home, ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people hmm. and Then later in Acts, it says, "Now the whole group of those who believed were of one heart and soul." And no one claimed private ownership of any possessions, but everything they owned was held in common. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as owned lands or houses, sold them and brought the proceeds of that what was sold. They laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. I mean, that's incredible that that, that the early church started out that way. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, John the Baptist is calling the followers to, you know, the people who come to repent that's the mark of their repentance to share their food and their their clothing and then his third theme of course is you know the church that is the um you know the end times kind of church the day of the lord the coming of the messiah mm. um that's to find a point on it but um you know the churches that that mainly focus on what's to come and not this present time and, oh, interesting. you know so he he has yeah. it all he's got like something for everyone and if he were preaching from a pulpit and got emails the next day, you know, he'd get one from everyone that loved or hated what he said. And, yeah. You know, I mean, he's, nice. he's, it's a powerfully um, rich, short homily. Three points and no poem, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Instead of the warm up
2: store, you get the You Brewed of Vipers. Yeah, You're totally right. Right, right. Yeah.
0: right, right. Yeah. But, um, it's harsh language, and especially in Luke, the way Luke is structured, we get this tender birth narrative and mm-hmm. all the, right. the beautiful sentimental things that we would not get. We wouldn't even have Christmas pageants without Luke. Um, and uh, thank, thank God for Luke. Uh, and then right hard on the heels, we get this, this really harsh sermon. It's so unexpected. Mm. Yeah, interesting. And then the next verse after this passage, Herod throws him into prison. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is about all we get from John. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Is he a beer or is he a really bad aperitif? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god! It's like doing shots before brilliant. dinner.
1: Um, <laughs> that's so. really brilliant. Uh, you know, listening to the two of you, I am struck by how... Um, how personal and particular his advice to the to the tax collectors and yeah. the soldiers really yeah. is, given that you know i I started out by saying that he's looking for radical change of some kind, even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees, which is the root of the word radical, like right at the bottom oh, yeah. uh but then he you know he doesn't he doesn't tell the tax collectors or the soldiers burn it all down right. He doesn't say, stop being a tax collector. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop working as a mercenary for Herod. You would actually expect for him to do that, right? Mm-hmm. If you're calling for the people to repent, like, tell them don't you – know, stop working these exploitative occupations. Yeah. Uh, but he doesn't do that. No. And I I wonder why, I wonder why he doesn't. Um, and I, I would speculate it, uh-huh. <laughs> perhaps because he knows they're in a tough spot, right? Uh, nobody's life is simple. Their life is not simple. Mm-hmm. And so what he asks them to do follows up on this, um, I mean, follows up on, on this theme of of giving and self-giving and the, the giving of our material possessions as a sign of the self-giving love that we have for one another, which right. characterized the early church. A, a, beautifully, um, a beautifully summarized uh, Elizabeth um, it, it, he, he's just saying, collect no more than the amount prescribed for you, right? So don't ex, don't skim off the top if you're a tax collector. And then he tells the the you know the poorly paid uh, Herodian mercenaries, you know, don't extort money from anybody in the course of your work. Don't make matters worse, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is. And then, and then he i he leaves he leaves some of the you know the axe lying at the root of the trees here to to a later time or to Jesus or something else but he, he doesn't tell these people go turn it you know give give in your give your two weeks notice and then like join me in an armed rebellion against Rome or against the Herodians or whatever that's mm-hmm. not what he says mm-hmm. even though it would seem one would think it would be in keeping with somebody who started his sermon you brood of vipers the axe is lying at the root of the trees. So let's burn it down. Burn mm-hmm. it to the ground. He doesn't actually tell them to burn their lives to the ground.
2: Right. No, no. He's, a, he's really a reformer here and not a revolutionary mm-hmm. by what you're talking about. I remember uh, thinking years ago when I read this passage, whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none. And I thought, wow, if Jesus had said that, there would be wild, wild coat ministries uh, in the world as as people uh, would would take those words and say, "Okay, here here is our Lord saying share, right?" Mm-hmm. To it's must share, share, mm-hmm. and and we get in Matthew 25 that whole question. I mean, about uh, judgment at the end, at the end, of, and did you, you know, did. Did you visit me when I was in prison, sort of thing? And I feel right. like that line could have the same Matthew twenty five power if it was out of the mouth of Jesus, but since it's mm-hmm. out of the mouth of John, it gets it gets Jv, JV quality response, mm-hmm. uh, and and so uh, we as Christians who live in Parishes and normal communities like we have, and we have coat drives. There's coats out in the hallway, right, uh, right out here. There's a big coat drive, and mm-hmm. and we do this out of the root of of Jesse, out of the root of Jesus. We we share our coats, but it's really John who's given voice to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we don't we don't we don't give John credit for a lot of that. But I, I think it's interesting. Uh, particularly in light of uh your comments that start about Mary which is where we're headed here mm-hmm. right we're headed to the visitation and and you know John is John Arr! uh revolutionaries John uh ah, we're going to reform this thing in other words we're not going to burn everything down he's not actually mm-hmm. burning anything down right. he's just like turning the heat down right, right? uh and so uh, i think that we can think mm-hmm. this is the brood of vipers dude mm-hmm. um and but but He's not all brood of vipers. Right. He's yeah. not all brood of
0: vipers. He has a funny way of he's saying, like, share, you stupid idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. Right. Uh, that, exactly that, that, right. that might be the that's line. Exactly right. Right. We should end the
2: podcast here. Uh, I think we just got to find a line. That's pretty oh funny. You might, have carried, you might have characterized
0: it. <laughs> right. I don't know. Right. I mean, Jesus actually takes it further. In Matthew, right. he says, give your coat and your shirt also.
2: True, <laughs> true. Know?
0: I mean, true. So I think we do kind of true. Look, Good. look the other way.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Well, I mean Jesus sometimes he's just like, oh my gosh, man, you know, he he just <laughs> he's a hard guy to follow. I mean, you've been talking about yeah. that a lot lately because Jesus okay. is so extreme here, uh-huh. you know, and it's just like, oh, oy vey, you know, what are we going right. to
1: do with this? Yeah, right. I really I actually appreciate the fact that um that John says if you got two coats, you must share with someone who has none. Mm-hmm. I feel like if Jesus was saying it, it would be along the lines that you, that right. you just said. It. He says things quite similar to that. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter how many coats you got. Give your coat, man. Just give it. Just give it. Yeah. And then give your shirt and then give – I mean I, I just think – you know, Jesus yeah, disciples right. are, like stripping on the road to Emmaus or something like, just throwing their clothes everywhere. <laughs> right. uh, I had a student actually in a in a, a class that I'm uh, teaching at Yale who we were talking about this this kind of thing, and um, and the the student said, well, well, when am when am I supposed to stop giving so that I've got something for me so that I can actually like live to continue to give? Uh, and figuring right. out that balance is really quite. Hard, like what is what counts as enough? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And um and John here seems to be saying, if you've got enough, give everything else that you give from give from your surplus, as Mm -hmm. it were. Mm -hmm. Um I don't I don't know that Jesus would actually disagree with John. I think that Jesus is using hyperbolic language in order to shock his audience Mm -hmm. into the radical life of self giving love, self sacrificial love that he's trying to that he himself is an embodiment of. Mm -hmm. Um but you know, sometimes I have to remind myself Jesus Uh, You know, according to the creeds anyway, Jesus is both fully human and fully divine. So Jesus is capable of doing some things and not getting just like totally wiped out. (laughs) That, uh, qua God, Jesus is capable of doing some things and not getting totally wiped out that we are just not. At least we're not, except so far as we share in his own divine life. Uh, So perhaps we, anyway. That's oh, well, that's too right. much blah blah. blah. Yeah, no, it's going no,
2: no, not else. too much blah blah. I mean, kind of interesting comment here about Jesus's exhaustion from the, the crowds following him and his going up on the hills mm-hmm. and then the night time walking on the water and all that sort of stuff. Where he does have to, he does mm-hmm. have to recharge. Back to the two coats here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, these were the tunics that they wore, and that worked as their clothing and their blanket. And so, if you have basically two blankets, share your blanket with someone who has none. Uh, but the, the, you know, the question of the, the differences of these guys, I think that um, it's too bad we don't have five Sundays of Advent. Back to if mm-hmm. if, if, we <laughs> if we were, were setting the up the lectionary, I would start the first Sunday of Advent uh what we call Christ the King. And I'd just mm-hmm. end the church year sooner. I'd have five Sundays of Advent. Mm-hmm. And, and because mm-hmm. Mary, we're all going to agree that Mary gets shortchanged in here. Yep. Uh, and... And John, as the the as we heard last week, the prophet of the Most High, and the the bridge and the transition and all that he represents, and now we get we get the content of prophecy. That's really what we get here. The first yeah. week is just mm-hmm. prophet, dun, 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 prophet, right. uh, prophet of the Most High, and now we're like, okay, this is what it means to be the prophet of the Most High. Right. Um, so yeah. Right.
0: Interesting. Right. First week is buckle your seatbelt. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this week it's like yeah. it, we're speeding along go. the highway. Um. Yeah. Well, you know, this is Advent, and I. I I think that John's giving us uh, a lot to arrest us and wake us mm. up mm. and I think Jesus yeah. you know sleepers wake mm. is what we'll sing uh, at some point in Advent mm-hmm. and um, we have a lot to prepare for but um you know there's the, the beauty of, of the call you know a lot of people say I don't know what to do well John there says here's what to do yeah. and it's That's really cool. not that complicated Right, so I think when we get away from all that that harsh language we we sort of have a clear path, and you know indeed he's showing us how to make the rough places smooth and hmm. you know um and the the highway wide, so it's hard, simple and hard yeah thanks well, blessed and holy advent to everyone. Um, does everyone have a, anyone else have a last word?
1: I don't think you're a brood of vipers. <laughs> <clears throat> But I'm not John the Baptist. (laughs) Merry Christmas, you brood of viper. Something like that. Is that the last word?
0: (laughs) Please uh, share and subscribe and like this podcast if you can. And we'll see you in church on Sunday.